Temp Girl Daily Podcast, written by Stephanie Bond. Narrated by Tegan Ashton Cohan. Produced by Propeller Sound Studios. July 6th, Thursday. I stared at the orange pill in my hand. I'd been taking Beltina twice a day for almost four years with no side effects. I scanned the side of the 10-tablet sample box for warnings I might have overlooked, but saw none. Once I became a sales rep for Beltina, I had access to an unlimited supply of samples, so I could skip the black market and a stateside prescription. And thank goodness, I had just enough samples left to get me through the end of the year. But should I stop taking it? Portia hadn't mentioned what complaints patients had made, but surely she would have if they had been serious in nature. Remembering the big piece of celebratory cake I'd had yesterday, I tossed the pill to the back of my throat and swallowed it with a drink of water. Then I placed a call to Traxton Human Resources to get a date for when my bonus would land in my account. My monthly overhead, including 4000 for the condo mortgage and association fees, was about 10000 If I slashed all luxuries and food, I could get that figure down to about 5000 My two weeks base pay was a pittance, but my bonus would cover me for six months. Barely. The young woman on the phone made a rueful noise. It's gonna take a while to process your termination paperwork. After being on hold for 40 minutes, my patience was already worn thin, but I pushed down my rising ire. How long? The home office in Switzerland shuts down the entire month of July, so it'll be after that. Maybe August? I bit down on my tongue until I tasted blood. Can you be more specific? No, sorry, and to be honest, we're probably looking at September. My eyes practically crossed. That's unacceptable. I have bills to pay. I need my money. And I need a new air conditioner in my car, the woman said flatly. That bonus check of yours is more than I'll make this year. I scoffed. It's not my fault you have a crappy job. She hung up on me. Ooh! I started to throw my phone, then remembered I couldn't afford a new one. So I picked up the first thing I could get my hands on, a stainless steel water bottle, and threw it. It bounced off a tile wall into the mirror over my bathroom vanity, leaving a cobweb of broken glass in the frame. Great. Was that seven years of bad luck, or did inflation apply? I leaned over to grip my knees. I had to think. I'd planned to replenish my savings by selling my Traxton stock, and now that wasn't an option. I had half a mind to call my mother and tell her I needed the money back, that she and Gil would have to save themselves from their own stupidity. But that would leave Donnie out in the cold, or in this case, the heat, and he didn't cope well with change. My phone rang, and speak of the angel, it was Donnie calling. I didn't want to talk to anyone, but I couldn't risk that he was having an emergency. I exhaled, then connected the call. Hi, Professor. Hi, sis. 
Gil's gone. My first thought was Gil was dead. But people like Gil Malone don't die. They live on and on and on. Unless someone helps them along. Gone where? Don't know. Mom's crying. She said he took the money. My stomach cramped. No, please God. Put Mom on the phone. They argued for a few seconds. Then my mom's tearful voice came on the line. Hamadella, what happened? Yesterday, I deposited the check you gave me into our account. And this morning, you was gone. And all the money? He left me enough for groceries. That was big of him, I exploded. Mandela, Gil's not a bad man. He just can't catch a break. Something in me snapped. Mother, Gil Malone is an idiot. And so is any woman who would stay with him. She gasped. When did you turn into an awful person, Mandela? You're nothing but a big fake. While I processed my mother's assessment of me, Donnie's worried voice came back on the line. She didn't mean it, sis. Yes, she did. But that's okay. I have $600 saved up, but the man at the bank said they need at least 10000 by tomorrow or they're gonna throw us out. Don't worry, Professor. I said with as much good cheer as I could manage. I'll take care of it. You take care of Mom, okay? Okay, he said, sounding relieved. I ended the call and scoured my accounts near panic. If I drained my checking and got cash withdrawals across my credit cards, I could cover it. With hatred towards Gil effing Malone burning in my stomach and a migraine coming in for a landing, I made a call to the local Dewdrop Bank. If there was an advantage to being from a small town, it was that everyone knew everyone and they wouldn't question Lisa Culpepper's daughter calling to arrange payment on her loan. Oh, hi, Maydella. Sure, I can take care of that for you. What a nice thing to do for your mama. She's so proud of you. Says you got a fancy condo in Atlanta and a big job making a lot of money. Woo-wee, that must be nice. I closed my eyes. Yes, that must be. This is Stephanie Bond, author of the Temp Girl Daily Podcast. If you know of someone who might enjoy the story, please share a screenshot of the podcast. It's your support that helps to grow the Temp Girl audience. Thank you so much. And come back tomorrow for another episode of Temp Girl. Temp Girl.